Welcome to the post-match official Celtic FC podcast as we dissect another impressive performance from Celtic beating Hibernian 4-1 here on Wednesday night a chilly Wednesday night at Paradise but we're not complaining about the cold two goals from O a header from Matt O'Reilly and a penalty from Luis Palma has given Celtic three points an impressive victory I'm Paul Cuddy and tonight I was on Celtic TV commentary duties alongside Peter Grant Peter the manager said before the game he wanted us to go after Hibs from the very first minute and he certainly saw that from the team tonight. Yeah, I thought they were excellent. I thought all the boys that came in done their self-justice. They, they deserved a start. Mikey Johnson, I thought Tomoki in the middle of the pitch was excellent. I thought the three boys in there, especially at the start of the game, Callum McGregor, Matt O'Reilly, they set the tone for it. They went about Hibs and didn't allow them to lift their head and Hibs thought they would have the pace up front but they could never get out. They couldn't, the defenders couldn't lift their head. The midfield couldn't lift their head and that set the tone for the match and the only disappointment thing out the probably the evening is that Kyogo coming out having a big chance and not getting the goal, getting the goal from it, and the goal that we lost because everything else you get all scoring goals, you get Palmer taking his penalty kick with a plum, all these things. So there was a lot of positives. So the only thing, as I say, the negative thing is that losing the goal the way we did, and that'll be the thing that we probably hurt Brendan. All got his start tonight. He ended up man of the match. Two different types of goals. The first goal, it was Cameron Carter-Vickers from a corner, knocks it on, O gets it, comes off the wall. We saw him running away to claim it, rightly so, because it ends up being his goal. The second goal, wonderful through ball, shows great strength to shrug off the Hibs defender, scores. We saw so many different things from him tonight. And again, we spoke in commentary about the need for the likes of Tomoki and O. When they get their chance to start, they have to show that they deserve it. And I think those two players definitely did tonight. Well, that's what you've got to do. That's that's your job as a footballer. If you're left out the side for whatever reason, you've got to make sure when you get the chance, you have to put a performance in. You know, and that's always been the way it is, whether there was one sub, two subs, or what there is now, six subs. It doesn't matter. You want to be in that starting 11, and any, any top footballer wants to play every minute of every game. And to do that, you have to perform. And you're on, if the manager leaves you out, they say, you, you always felt as if you were dropped, never mind rested. But, and I think these boys have got to come in. But listen, I've been really impressed with you. I know people say he's not scored. But I think tonight suited him because we put crosses in. We put quality crosses in and that helped him. And I think there was a bit of frustration with him earlier in the game because I thought Lewis Palmer could have a couple of opportunities to put the ball in. Didn't put it in. And then you see when you put the quality he did put in, we get the goal from it for Matt O'Reilly. You know, so I think there's still a big part of putting good crosses into the box. Yeah, there was part of me suspected that Luis Palmer was listening to you in commentary because <laughs> after you saying that, as you say, he puts on a great ball and Matt O'Reilly, who's just been outstanding this season, heads at home, gets his eighth goal of the season and it was, it was absolutely perfect. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying because things have never changed here. Teams are coming here to sit against you and block the middle of the pitch out. So the best way to get round them is round the outside. And when you get there, don't cut back. Because that's why the likes of you, Kyogo, and all that have been disappointed. You can see the frustration because they've made a fantastic run. They've got clear defenders. And you see the big chance that O gets. I think it was Alistair Jones who put a fantastic ball in. And he should actually score. But great credit to him. He was in the box. But he'd be disappointed he never scored a goal. But that comes from a great quality cross and the, the, the striker making a run. So you've got to do that. But all round, I thought it was a very professional performance. The second half was a bit scrappy. I thought the first half was as good as you'll, you'll see coming off the back of a, a, tif, a tough game at St Johnson where you defeat it right to the last moment. The third goal came, it was a penalty. Uh, Luis Palmer, he, he claimed it came after a VAR check. I, I think we saw it right away. Uh, Lewis Stevenson just took his trailing right leg took Alistair Johnson's right leg 
Um, the only surprise you mentioned it, the fact that Alistair Johnson didn't claim for it. But, you know, once we looked at it and saw one replay, which always puzzles me, we see it in real time, we think it's a penalty. We see one replay, it's a penalty. And it takes VAR about two or three minutes. And you think, what is it they're looking at? Well, exactly. And they've done the same with Hibbs's goal. We said that right away. We said Hibbs is a goal because we could see that Liam Skills' foot was inside the box <laughs> and Doyle was outside the six-yard box. And that's the thing that gets frustrating. Anybody, think, anybody think these white lines are there to help people? Absolutely. You say to yourself, well, is that what the five and six minutes are come for the checks of VAR? And anybody up the stairs, surely right away they say, uh, no, onside, penalty kick that's all you need to say but now we're looking up and we're holding our ear all that rubbish and it's frustrating for supporters and players and it takes the enjoyment away from scoring goals and there is not a better feeling than footballers going and celebrating with your supporters after you've scored a goal so Alistair Johnson has surprised me because it definitely was a penalty kick there's no getting away from that it was definitely a penalty kick yeah because it's funny in the first half we said right at the end of the first half what was really enjoyable was the fact that there was no stoppages there was no VAR checks it just was played the way that you always want to see football play, just quick, fast, and there was only like one minute added on at the end of the first half. And that's what supporters pay their money for. They want to be entertained. They always came to watch Celtic to try and be entertained with us, and that's what your job was to entertain them. People work really, really hard to get their money. They're not here to listen about what's going on at VAR or refereeing decisions. They're here to be excited, putting balls in the box, getting chances at shots at goal, goals. That's what supporters pay their money for. Don't take that enjoyment away from them as we talk about goals and that and checking VAR all the time. And that's so so demoralising for everyone and people are getting fed up with it, unfortunately. The big question when we got the penalty, obviously the last penalty Luis Palmer took, he had the run-up, run the, the stuttered run-up, he stopped and it was saved. This time, I'm wondering whether somebody said to him, just forget that, just run up, hit it, because he's got great technique. We saw it from a free kick later on, and he just struck it. Marshall had no chance. Absolutely. And listen, I, I don't understand the stutter. I mean, I, I've spoken to goalkeepers about it, and they say, well, all you need to do is wait. And, it, and goalkeepers, there's no pressure on a goalkeeper at a penalty. People will forget that. There's no pressure on a goalkeeper because if he saves it, it's a brilliant thing for him. If the ball goes in the back of the net, you're expected to score a penalty. So why give him a chance with stopping? Just go up, pick your area and stick it in the back of the net. That's what you were always told to do. Don't change your mind. And listen, thankfully, United had done that. It was a fantastic penalty and great credit to him. You know, he's got a wee bit about him. You know, he's got that wee bit about him. You see him later with the free kick, as you say. He's got that wee bit. You say, give me the ball. I'm the one. I'm the main man. And I love to see that in players with that arrogance, you know, in the right way. And as I say, I thought I was frustrated with him at the start of the game. And then he produces a wonderful cross for Mattarelli's goal. And that's that's what he's got. He can go inside and he can go outside. And he's got quality. And he's got, as I say, a bit of personality. Yeah, and I suppose if he gets a goal and assist every game, then you can't ask for more than that. Absolutely. And listen, that's what you're looking for here, wide players. Especially this football club is always built on its wide players. There's absolutely no doubt. That never changes. Because of the amount of people, as I say, probably even more so now because of the amount of people that try and block the middle of the pitch now. So you've got to go down the side of them. And because obviously the fullback's playing a little bit narrow more than outside, but you see even the quality Alistair Johnson's cross, as we say, about O's chance. And it's simple, ball out for your feet, good delivery in the box and an opportunity. And we get three or four from uh, crosses. And I think that's still a massive part of the game. Yeah, and I think then I'm wondering as well in the, in the Celtic dressing room whether Kyogo and uh, Tomoki are both sitting there going... Why are we not in the score sheet? Because there was a wonderful ball over the top from Alistair Johnson. Kyogo didn't get a good connection on it. You could see he was frustrated. And then right at the very end, Tomoki, who had a great game, missed the chance, hit the side net. I mean, it looked as if he was he was destined to score. Absolutely. Listen, Kyogo, brilliant ball for Alistair Johnson, as you say. 
I'm surprised they missed it, you know, but that's probably that lack of confidence in because he's not been scoring that often at this moment in time. And probably he's tried to make it perfect, actually. For usually, if that comes out, you just put it in the back of the net and don't even think about it. And then Tumoki, to be fair to him, he won the ball back and then does tremendously well. Blocked at first, goes back up to him. And then it's, it's harder to miss, actually. And I think that's the frustration thing. And listen, his all-round performance would deserve that. If he'd have got the goal, that would have been nice and on the cake for him. No, a good performance, three points this Sunday, Rugby Park. An interesting one given the fact that it's been our only domestic defeat this season in the League Cup. I'm sure the manager will, will want to make sure that we make amends for that. Absolutely. And Kamalko got a lift tonight. I think they scored seven minutes into extra time tonight to get a winner up at Aberdeen. So that's a fantastic result for them. So they're going to need full of confidence. But at the end of the day, I always expect this Celtic team, if they play well, you know, they expect them to beat Kilmarnock. And he, Kilmarnock will be more worried about Celtic than Celtic worry about Kilmarnock. And that's no disrespect. That's the way it should be. You know, you've got to turn up. And people keep talking about the pitch and all this sort of thing. Listen, you've got to play on it. Get it out of your head. You've got to play on it. You've got to perform on it. And listen, last season, it was about four or five, I think. I can't remember the exact result. And they were brilliant on it. You know, absolutely blew them away. And you're hoping for that same performance. Not the cup performance we had earlier in the season, as you say. So hopefully we can do that and turn that around. And hopefully that sticks in the back of the players' mind, that, that disappointment. Fingers crossed. Well, thanks, Peter, for joining us on the official Celtic AFC podcast. We're going to head back inside and, and defrost after a, <laughs> a chilly night in paradise. But before we do, remember you can uh, subscribe wherever you, you get your podcast and uh, you can leave us a rating as well. That always helps. Um, but before we leave you, uh, a chance for you to hear the post-match thoughts of Brendan Rodgers after a very impressive victory for Celtic over Hibernian. Brendan, that's a comprehensive victory. How pleased are you with the overall performance? Yeah, very pleased. Um, Hibs are a team that if you're not organised and you're not together, uh, then they can hurt you because they play some really good football. And uh, But I thought uh, our pressing was really good and uh, we scored some very, very good goals. So no, the, the attitude was excellent and a really good win for us. You decided to make a few changes tonight. How big an impact do you feel they had on the match? Well, well, we make the changes because we, we trust the players to, to come in. And, uh, yeah, I thought uh, always excellent, in particular up front. You know, he was a good reference point for the team and, uh, yeah, I'm delighted with him. His second goal is one that would impress you, his, his hold-up and, and holding off and, and a finish of a composed striker, someone who's playing with a bit of confidence. Yeah, yeah, no, he's definitely playing with, with that confidence. I think the, the, the key was the, the, the pass forward from Cal. It's, it's penetrating, it's getting him behind... And like you say, he, he shows his strength, comes inside, and it's a really, really good finish. So um, now he's, he's he's training really well, and, and when he's playing, he's uh, he's been very effective. And how pleased were you that, that Callum did have that influence in the game? You, you suggested before the match it might allow him to move a little further forward with Tomoki in the side. He certainly did appear to um, have a huge influence at, at vital moments in both the first half and second half. Yeah, he's, he's a top-class player, Callum, so wherever... I've played him throughout my time in both periods. He's he's always exceptional, and uh, and like I said, he he knows the game inside out. So when he's playing in that higher role, he knows the runs. He, he can control the game, and and you can see he got a couple of efforts off uh, at goal. So um, yeah, and no, I thought uh, I thought Tomoki done really well in there as well. Matt O'Reilly was absolutely outstanding. Just so graceful getting around the pitch. Uh, his work rate, but also his quality. His, his quality was was superb this evening. So, um, but all round. It was. Um, you know, I said to the players beforehand, you know, you know, let, let's show everybody why why you're a good team, why you can be organised, why you've got good spirit, and why we have quality. And uh, I think they did that. 
And as pleasing and as impressive as it was tonight, you can't have everything. You've had to change two of the back four. It looked like in force changes, how are both of the guys in there at the moment? Uh, Cam was uh, just felt his, his hamstring, so we didn't want to take any risk. He hasn't pulled it, but uh, he just felt it a bit tight, probably the accumulation of games. It is the one position that we haven't changed about so much because the, the continuity is very important for the two centre-halves. So, um, so yeah, so we just took him off as a precaution. Uh, and Greg done great to, to make the game. He was felt a little bit fluey. So uh, as soon as we were in a good position in the game, then we just take him off and, uh, and look after him. Well done again tonight, Thank Brendan. You. Cheers.